Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three, and here we are. Here we are. Boom. Let's see. Oh, this oh. will be episode uh, Jack's, Jack's on laying on the microphone. That's all good. What episode <laughs> I was waiting, man. Be? I could tell he was going to do something. I think this will be episode 142. Wow. It feels like it would be when episode 340. Well... It's not. It's not. 142. 142. And I'll try not to put the intro music over top of <laughs> us talking this time. Okay. okay. <clears throat> but we'll, anyways. We'll try to say something worth not missing. So. Because the intro is being recorded. Yeah, if we were to put the intro <laughs> over this, we're not really missing anything. No. Um, anyways. Yeah. But so. the Pokemon update would be something that. That's true. That is true. Pokemon it's update. not worth missing. Okay, so what's the Pokemon update? Oh, sure. It's a Zucanian V. I think it's the one that everyone is looking for. There, I heard on YouTube before uh, in in the Grand Valley Jiu-Jitsu that there is one Zucanian V that 
everyone is looking for. And mm -hmm. I remember that it looked something <clears throat> like this because the people got it. Okay. Its um, attacks are, well, it has an ability, Intrepid Sword, and its attack is Brave Blade, which does 230 damage. Um, its weakness is Fire Type. It does 20 uh, plus damage. Um, and its resistance is 30. I mean, it's grass. It does 30 minus damage. Sweet. Okay. That's... It's got 220 hit points. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a metal a type. It is a basic. Mm. So it's not even involved in anything, huh? Mm -mm. I don't think um, the Canyon V evolves into anything. Okay. Except for the Canyon V Max. All right. Well, there we go. Pokemon update. That we got some new Pokemons. Mm -hmm. What did we do that last weekend? We got you a new pack. It had been a while. I since did we had some new. Pokemon I did cards. get some. I did get a V Max, which is like a really rare type of card. Cool. It's like this V, but it has a map, a small map. Max right here. It says Max right here. Sweet. And the Max kind of looks rainbow. All right, ma'am. <clears throat> so you're gonna tell us about your. Oh yeah. Um, I can. Do... What was it? Algebra. I can do algebra equations. Can you really? Um, Dad taught me because um. I, I know that 25, no, that 30, what did I say, that 30 minus 5 equals 25, or, five, or 25 plus 5 equals 30, what did I say? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was, so he was doing some uh, homework, and the thing was like, what is, you know, they said, like, oh, these people have 30 and these people have 25. You know, who won and by how many points. Mm -hmm. And so he had it down and I was like, they want to see your work. So what, how, like, what is the equation that tells you that? How do you know that? And he was like, well, I just know that 30 is five more than 25. And then, and then and I'm like, I mean, that's fucking algebra. You know what I mean? He basically did 25 plus x equals 30 mm -hmm. and figured out that x equals 5. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I tell you that that's wrong? Because that's not wrong. Because I know what they're looking for. They wanted you to put 30 minus 25 equals 5. Right. So, you know, so I was like, it's like, no, I'm just going to tell you how to write down the equation the way you just told me, <laughs> which is 25 plus x equals 30 and then x equals 5. Like, that's mm -hmm. what you said. So... I mean, that is algebra. Mm -hmm. That's all algebra it's is. Algebra, yep. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, that's his, uh, hey. it's funny, man. Like, you, cause you realize like, oh man, kids kind of think that way, but you know, you need that foundation of pluses and minuses and stuff to understand it. But that was, uh, that was an interesting moment for me as a parent. I'm like, he's not wrong. But he's not telling them what they want to hear. what they want to hear. So do I tell him that he's wrong? And then, uh, when like the way that he's thinking about it is actually like 
pretty cool. Like that's, hey man, that's great. You're thinking uh, non-linearly, which is uh, good, more creative. Yeah, that's how humans are made to think. We're not calculators. So. And also, I got a new bike stunt game on my Kindle, and I learned how to do like front flips in it. Sweet. So if I get a big enough jump, I can go like do a double one, almost a triple backflip and land it. Sweet. All right on, man. Well, thanks for the updates. Mm -hmm. Go get some food. I'm you guys got to go see Tita at her booth. Yeah. So nice. Shiloh got an Shiloh got an art booth. Yes, Shiloh's at her art booth right now. That's yeah. awesome. She had to leave at 7.50, I think. What was it? 7.30, whatever. 7. I had to leave at 7. So, yeah, she's got her art booth. I guess the Fruit of Chamber of Commerce has a uh, a booth that they have there, and it's to showcase local artists. And so each week somebody, a new artist, can sign up to go to the booth and display their stuff. And so, was it a few weeks ago? She saw her, one of her friends there that was doing that, and mm -hmm. she was talking to her about it. And then was like, she was like, "Oh yeah, you can do it too." So she checked into it and got signed up for this weekend. And uh, thank you. It's exciting. Yeah. No, it's that's a it's a big step mm -hmm. to go from to have your your art on display. I mean, anytime. Sure, it's a little, little nerve wracking for. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's pretty excited. Was she? Yeah, I was I was glad she was way more excited than nervous about it. So we were talking going there like the idea is not. We talked about like you know you can sell some of your stuff, but that's not the focus. You know the focus is you know really more like getting comfortable with approaching people and talking to people about your art. And then she has her website uh, that she's got her newsletter. So she's got a newsletter sign-up sheet. And I was like, you know, have a little thing, you know, sign up for a free uh, custom art piece. Uh, you know, so she'll draw a winner and contact them and they can commission an art piece, say what they want her to draw and she'll do it for them. So that's the goal. It's just get you know socialize a little bit with your art and mm -hmm. grow your newsletter list. And if you happen to sell some stuff great if not don't worry about it because I mean, you got plenty of time i mean she's 15 so it's uh this is will probably be the first of many uh opportunities for her it's awesome so yeah it is it is uh it is cool it's funny man when i was leaving the booth i was thinking like this is this is like one of those moments you know where you're like it's uh i don't know i don't know what the word is you know it's you know, it's a subtle moment, but it's like, it, it really signals something big because she's, she's 15. Like she, mm -hmm. my little girl who started out like, you know, drawing fangs on everything, uh, like has an art booth and this is like, uh, I don't know. Like I said, no, it's, it's a bit, it's a big step. Yeah. It's kind of like, I guess I don't know what I could liken it to, but it is. And I don't know exactly what word, like it, in a little transitionary period, but that doesn't quite sum it up. But it is, it is a it's kind of a big first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not she's not a little little girl anymore. No. She's she's grown up, and you know this is an important step towards that 
growing up as having her first uh, art deal. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad I got to go help her out. It's funny, I let her kind of set things up. And then, you know, she did a pretty good job. I had, it was a little, uh, I guess not organized quite as well as it could be so that people could really like see her art and, and appreciate it. So I was like, well, you want to know? I might have a couple suggestions. She's like, yeah, please. What do you want? What do you think? <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was good going, setting that up with her today. And, uh, but yeah, she is going to go hang out with her and check it out. And I know she, my mom's going to go see her. She's got some other people that I know will stop by. So should be a good, positive experience for her. It's a nice morning for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a nice morning. Weather finally broke. We had a nice yesterday and today. It looked like it's going to be nice. Yeah. After it rained most of the week. I was in snow down in Telluride Tuesday and Thursday, man. It was snowing and raining pretty good. Yeah. Snowing <laughs> and thunderstorm on Tuesday. That was really cool. Yeah, sounds uh, interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it's not so, it's like I didn't really think about it until just like I kind of stood there was looking around like I was explaining to you guys. It was cloudy and kind of smoky. It was snowing pretty dang good and it was thundering. And I was like, man, not too off, not too many times in your life do I remember being in a thunder snowstorm. Right. It just doesn't uh, happen very often. Yeah. And then there was some lightning here and there. And it was being that it was clouds and smoky, the the lightning was behind the clouds, so it was kind of like backlighting them. Yeah. And it was it was really cool. I I stood there for a little bit just kind of watching it and checking it out. I was like, oh, this is not something you see on a regular basis. No. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, freaking finally weather broke though that swing was crazy i mean it went from like high 90s to 40s in like one, one yeah, day on monday which was what labor day yeah. yeah it was almost 100 degrees yep and then tuesday i think the high was 40 something yeah 60 degree swing yeah and then it stayed pretty chilly the past, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday. Yeah. And finally, it stuck around for a bit. I mean, it was still, it's still kind of chilly in the morning now. Anyway, it was only yeah. in the 40s this morning. And I'm out <laughs> walking Frank. I was like, oh, I got to put a sweatshirt on. I know. I was starting to complain yesterday morning. I was like, dude, is this, what the fuck, man? We're, like, this is, we're not, it's not winter yet. Like, it was winter weather, just all wet and cold. And it's like, man, I'm not ready for this yet. I need some more sun. And <laughs> so glad it finally broke. I mean, that smoke moved in for a while, too. Yep. It's fucking crazy. That's still all the wildfires around here get taken care of. But now I got the smoke from California, California and shit rolling in. And again, like, I've lived here for a few years. And I mean, I've seen the smoke from California wildfires come in before, but not really? like this, That dude. was thick, man. Thick as fuck, yeah. yeah. It threw me for a loop. Because what was that? Was that Tuesday morning? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I know... Like, they're contained the wildfire that was filling our valley with yeah, smoke. Yeah, Pine Gulch. Pine Gulch yeah. has been pretty well contained. If not, it's out now. It's out yeah. now. But at, on, even on Tuesday. Yeah. And I was like, man, why is it so smoky? I was like, I don't think, did that thing flare back up? Right, yeah. And I didn't even, and I, I got busy, was doing work at work that day. And then I realized, like, oh, by the end of the day, I was like, this is the California wildfires. Yeah. And they're, dude, because, I mean, they're, they're having some huge wildfires. I got to do an interesting discussion with somebody. I'm going to bring this up to you. So did you see that one, That I don't know what part of the fire it was, but part of the wildfire there in California got started by a family doing a gender reveal party? Did You didn't see this? 
So they were at a park, and you, and you know nowadays you've seen you know young oh, yeah. cu- young couples doing these gender reveal parties to where they, well, this couple decided uh, they were going to light off some sort of smoke bomb, fireworkish type thing, in this open field. During there's already a bunch of wildfires going on, everything's dry as shit, <laughs> and you think this is a good idea, and so they uh they lit off their gender reveal smoke. And it started a brush fire, and it just, I mean, just everything was so dry, it just took off. Yeah. And that was the start of another um, big fire. And the last article I read is that, you know, they are, they're going to prosecute these people, you know, like millions of dollars in fines, possibly jail and prison time. And so then I got, man, so then I got thinking about it. I was like, okay, that was ignorant. That was and flat out, let's just say that was fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, you, man, like, God, people are fucking dumb, man. Like, you know, I think most people just think, oh, it's not going to happen to us. It's not going to happen to me. They don't prepare for the worst. Like, let me give you an example. I'm not patting myself on the back, but I just, I think that's how people should think. So a couple weeks back when the wildfire was going pretty good here, I wanted to go out to the desert, you know, shoot my new handgun a little bit. And so I, so I knew I was hesitant. I was like, should I even be doing this? Yeah. Like, I, so when I got out there, I made sure where I was going to shoot was, you know, I'm not shooting tracer rounds or anything. And I'm not yeah. shooting exploding targets. I'm shooting fucking cardboard box and paper targets. And I, you know, and I made sure there was no brush around that I was even going to get close to. And I brought my fire extinguisher. You know, I have a fire extinguisher at my house. I put it in my car and I took it out and I set it on the ground next to me. You know, that way, you know, if, Something does happen. I like, I can be on it right away. Like prepare. Like yeah. don't be a fucking retard, man. I'm sorry. Like I think that's what it is. Most people are just so goddamn ignorant and lazy. Ill prepared. Yeah, ill prepared for shit. Yeah. And so and this is. But then so I got talking to somebody. We were ranting about this. And man, like yeah, it was dumb. They, it was completely a mistake. They didn't. They didn't do it intentionally. Yeah. So how much trouble should they get in? Like I, like if I was on a jury, <laughs> like I couldn't send them to prison for it. You know, like I wouldn't feel right. Like they don't deserve to go to prison Depends. for it. Depends. What race are they? I asked. I didn't look. Okay. I didn't want to be. Bi- I, honestly, I asked. This, I didn't. If you if they're white, they may be. Oh, they're gonna get fucked. Be in trouble. If they're yeah. just a regular white, you know, like us, gen- normal like- gender. If it's if it's like. Uh, people of color and it's uh, you know the guy's actually the gr- you know what I mean you have a, a, a two transgender people who have oh, they, you know what I mean if, if that's the case they won't get in trouble they'll be celebrated for the whole thing it, it's actually our mistake that's for right. uh, you know it was the systemic racism it, it of was, the fire department that couldn't yes, put it out in time exactly exactly yeah, yep. exactly so but point sorry <laughs> it's funny that you gotta ask man but it does like it does play a fucking role man I, I could see in this climate uh, a white couple facing a harsher uh, at least attempt at punishment than a, uh, a couple that's not oh I agree 100% yeah yeah, it would not surprise me at all. But what, what do you think? I mean, like I said, I... I think that's way too hard. They should... They, they I, shouldn't... They can't go to prison for that. No. I mean, that, that's... I think that if you can claim yeah. as fucking, like, Speaker of the House that you didn't realize that fucking uh, hair salons were closed in your hometown and nothing really happened to you about that, you can claim you are set up. I would claim I was set up by the fucking field. 
mm-hmm. or something. Depart- department. Yeah, yeah. Parks department. You I was fire extinguisher readily available yeah, for that, me. Yeah, there was no sign right there in that field that said not to do this, man. Yeah. Like, so you can't hold me responsible for knowing the rules. If the speaker of the fucking house, a fucking bitch, Nancy Pelosi doesn't have to know the rules in her own town. Like, why do any of us have to know any of the rules? I don't understand it. So, that that's, I, I, I think they, honestly, I think they should be punished. I mean, I think. But they, to what extent? You know, because I even. Well, they need, there needs to be a deterrent. Right. You know there, what I mean? There, there is. There and that's, a, that's the fucking thing, man. Again, like, not trying to, like, but they're, like, they're, uh, yeah. Um, there needs to be a deterrent, but it needs to be appropriate to the. You, you like you don't want to ruin someone's fucking life. That that that's what I'm getting at because the article I read, you know, they they were just stating like the possible maximums, you know, like nine years in prison and millions, millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, they talk like, about you, the max stuff. Yeah, they always talk about the max stuff. Like, dude, you can't you can't financially ruin somebody. Like, dude, I mean, if they're I don't know who these people are, but let's just assume they're just a normal blue collar working family. Yeah. Do you even slap them with you know a million dollar fine? Million dollars is ridiculous. Dude, what are they gonna do? How are they ever gonna? Man, I gonna would pay that. I mean, I would have like community service. That, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I would have community service and a fine. I mean, there needs to be a deterrent. Like you do need me, to yeah. know the rules. Yep. Like the, ignorance is not an excuse, and if your ignorance causes harm, then like there needs to be a deterrent to make other people a little more motivated to be less ignorant. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, I'll talk about Moan's self. Like, I got, I cut down, actually had our buddy Luke cut down an aspen tree for me. Mm-hmm. He needed the firewood, but he left a bunch of the brush and stuff he didn't want. Well, I got to burn better. I need to burn it. Well, so I, I got it all organized and put it over in the corner of my yard where I'm going to do it. But then I was like, man, should I? And I, I got a burn barrel. I got a grate that goes on top to keep embers from flying out really small, fine. Again, be safe as possible. I think, like, but what are the fire regulations right now? Where, you yeah. know? And so, boom, you go to the county website. Oh, no, we're in a stage one fire ban. You can't have any, any sort of fire. I mean, you yeah. can have a grill. The only fire you can have, you can have a fire pit if it has a, gra- a gas source where yeah. you can turn the fuel off. Yeah. But you can't have a wood-burning fire pit. You yep. can't do anything. It's like, cool, man. I piled it all up. I'll have it ready to go when the fire ban is lifted. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. be responsible. Uh, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that difficult. It took me five minutes to understand what the rules are, to not, because like, would I feel safe? Like, yeah, how I had it set up, I feel like I could do it safely, but still, it's not within the fucking rules. Yeah. Like, let's that's, stop yeah. being an asshole, man. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, uh, on 4th of July, like technically, we, no one was supposed to be setting off fireworks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we set off fireworks, everybody was setting off fireworks. So I, again, I think, you know, uh doing it safely like doing it here in a neighborhood where there's fucking water hoses right there we're not setting off giant things you know it's so that's a different scenario than going out into the fucking into the middle of the desert and setting off fireworks you brought back from Wyoming right you know like that's so I I think that there's uh, that you can look at the rules and say like all right, I understand what the intention of that rule is but and then this is where everybody gets in trouble. Where's that yeah. line? You know, and we've all done it, you mm-hmm. know? So, and it's just like on 4th of July, everyone had the attitude, well, you know, it's not going to be me. It's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to be the one to start a fire. And so we all just went out and set off fucking fireworks. And it, uh, so, yeah. But the, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I, I think that there's a slippery slope there, or it is. that you get on, and that's the thing. Is too people go too far down that slope because there's a big difference between setting off fireworks in a context. You know, even you know, like I said, like having a, having a plan in a context where you can take care of it if something happens. But the odds yeah, have your low. fire hose already strung out, turned yeah. on with the sprayer on, right. and have a fire extinguisher nearby. Like if you're gonna do it, right? Just you prepare, say, prepare for the worst. Yeah, yeah, but there's a difference between that, like doing that once, and like you know what? I don't even care what the regulations are. I feel like my burn barrel is safe enough that I can just right. burn anything anytime and not really like that's. And then, and then that's the guy, you know, that something eventually happens, and it's so fucking rare. Like that's the thing. Like how many people have gone out? You think they thought of that fucking idea? They saw that fucking idea on on social media. Like there's. Right hundreds of couples that have gone out and set off some sort of smoke bomb in a field to reveal the gender of their kid. Mm-hmm. None of them are setting off forest fires. Like, like the odds of it are so small. And that's where, you know, you, where people get in trouble, man. Because, yeah, the odds are small. But if everyone's doing it, then the odds are bigger. So, and you can't do shit that you don't want other people to do. So, that's called hypocrisy. But people like hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's like saying you hate gays, being gay yourself. That's usually what happens. <laughs> oh man, dude, have you seen that game that uh, the show on Netflix? Uh, what is it? What the fuck is it called? It's on. It's on the history of video games, like Level Up. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I, no. I saw the preview for yeah. it. Yeah, looks it's pretty, pretty good, good man. It's, good. it's pretty good. Yeah, the way that they do it, like they're. It's not a a sequential. It's kind of sequential. But it's not like, you know, this is, you know, 1970 to 1975. And then, you know, it, it's like they look at, well, what came first? Well, it was Atari. So, like, the first show is on Atari. And it basically kind of follows the arc of Atari towards, like, where Nintendo started to take over the scene. Well, but then they look at Nintendo. And Nintendo is, was originally founded in the late 1800s as a Japanese playing card company. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and so then the, the arc of Nintendo. And then... They uh, looked at um, computers and specifically how computers ushered in the, the era of the role-playing game. And then just like, you know, that, that whole idea. And so, yeah, the next one's on Sega. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's good the way that they're doing it, like going through it. But like, I like the way that they're looking at the different like genres, like the, the, the different pieces instead of it being like this history where you're like, you know, in this year, Nintendo did this, and Atari did this, and, well, computer games did this. And it's like, you know, no, I, I liked how they're they're tracing the history of each each thing in the industry's arc. And they overlap some, but it's uh, cool to, like, really dig into, like, where these things came from. Like, the term Avatar, we take that for granted. But that was created, uh, it started to be used in video games at a specific time. There was a, I think it was the Ultima Games and the the first three and they were some of the the first original role-playing games and there was no moral side again like we take this shit for granted right like if you play a role-playing game today like you just take it for granted that how you act is going to impact the game right Mm -hmm. like if you kill the shopkeeper he's not going to be there later to sell something to you or if you're you know an asshole like it's 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 going to affect things in the game you can't be amoral and expect to uh, have the game just unfold the same way. But it wasn't always like that. And so this guy was creating these games and thinking that people were going in and, because he was a, uh, a, like a 
dungeon master. He was into Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And so his idea was I'm creating, this is like an online dungeon master thing. So people are going to come in and bring their best selves because in a dungeon master game, hey, if you kill the shopkeeper, well, guess what? He's not going to be there next time. Like it's just kind of, again, like built into how that goes. And he didn't realize that like, oh, if people have the choice, they don't give a fuck. They're just going to act amoral as shit. They're going to kill everyone, rob the shop, like just do whatever to finish the game as quickly and easily as possible. And so he was bothered by that. He was like, this isn't what I wanted to do. And so the Ultima 3 or 4 uh, that he came out with, that was the first game. And he, and he was looking for a term to use. And it, Avatar is actually from Hindu... Um, guess mythology or whatever but it, it, the the definition is it is a a earthly incarnation of a god and so the idea was like oh this is great because like you know this your character in this game is supposed to be an incarnation of you you know like, like you're and and so it, it carries some moral weight how your character in the game acts because you know, you're getting to create this character and you get to name him and, and create these things. So you're, you're, you're creating yourself. And that's where the term avatar came in and he started using that specifically because that was supposed to be the thing. Like your game, the, the person in the game is supposed to be a, you know, digital representation of you. And so again, it's a term that we take for granted now, but like it had a specific that's where it came moment from. in time huh. when it entered the lexicon and that's what it meant. And so, like, your online person is supposed to represent, like, you on some level. So, it's uh, interesting. I didn't know that's where it came from. I yeah. Just, like, see, I just took it for granted. When you were a kid playing some of those role-playing games, well, I guess kid, uh, probably later, like, into your teens, because the games got more advanced. I wonder if you did. I used to, a lot of times. Like, I would have different characters. Like, oh, what mood am I in today? So I'd have, like, my main character where I, like, would try to do everything as good right. as possible, get all the points, find all the hidden treasures, you know, complete all the missions. Well, then I would have another character that I would open up and play sometimes where I would just be, like, destructo mode. Where I would just, like you say, kill the shopkeeper, rob everything, just kill everything. Not give a shit about any of the missions or anything and just be destructo mode. I would usually have, like, a couple different characters I would play. Yeah. I'd be like, what mood am I in today? Do I want to accomplish some shit or do I want to destroy some shit? That's funny. No, I never had Didn't that. You? I always wanted to accomplish shit. That was yeah. uh, pretty much my... That, that's... Uh, yeah, and I had to do it perfect. Mm -hmm. So you had to find the right. Man, I remember. I still remember, man. The original, the first one I remember was called Dragon Warrior, I think, and then uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah, Dragon Warrior came out like, a little before that, and it was very similar uh, gameplay. But yeah, Final Fantasy is the one that everyone remembers. Like that was the one that just really like it was so. Again, you take all the shit for granted, but at the time. Do I get to name my character? Mm -hmm. I get to pick what my party is. I can have like warrior or black mage or white mage or red mage or, mm -hmm. you know, the fucking ninja or whatever. And they each have their different powers. And if you don't set up your party correctly, like you can get fucked over. And yeah, it was such a, uh, yeah, you like you got sucked into the world. Like you really felt like, oh, dude, this is, I'm there. And you're thinking about it. Like, dude, how do I get past that, that dungeon or what do I do there? And it was different than uh, even like Legend of Zelda, you know, which came after that, I think. They didn't know. I think it was before, wasn't it? I think so. I think so. If I had to look at the timeline. I think it came. It was around there, but 
it was, uh, but even, you know, Zelda had a little bit of that role-playing element because, you know, you could kind of go where you wanted and do things in different order, but you were still like, oh no, you're Link mm -hmm. and this is, this is your story. And, uh, so yeah, it's cool, man. Video games are fucking, they're awesome. Like, like, like looking at it, I, I don't know that, uh, like today's good, like video games are great. But just experiencing everything from ColecoVision. Yeah, dude. We had that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. ColecoVision and Atari. Yeah. To, uh, to arcades. Like, dude, arcades used to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, that'd be the reason to go to the mall. It's like every mall would have a fucking arcade. Aladdin's Castle. Aladdin's Castle, dude. That was the name yes. of the one at our mall. Yes. That was yeah. the one. That was the one in, uh, we had one of those in Ardmore. It was across yeah. from the pizza shop. And so you'd mm -hmm. go order pizza and while you're waiting for it, parents would give you, you know, a dollar or two, go play some games. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, yeah, Nintendo and just that, yeah, that whole, what video, like seeing video games go and, and how they grew and experiencing all of it. And then... You know, where they're at today, like I said, it's great, man. The, the, the games are great, but how can you appreciate it the same way as if you didn't play ColecoVision? Mm -hmm. Like, if this is all you know, right? It's just, uh, oh, this is what video games are. And it's like, man, you don't remember. And like, Zelda came along. That was the first time you didn't have to remember, like, a 20-digit code to try to continue your game. Remember that? If you want to try to continue, they're like, dude, I better write this motherfucking thing down, right? Oh, God, how mad you'd get when you try to enter it back in and it wouldn't take it. And you're like, oh, I wrote it down wrong. It was that Metal Gear, man. I think that Metal was Metal Gear Solid. Of, yeah, Metal Gear Solid was one of those that you had to get the code just right. God, game was hard as fuck. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, good times. Video games were good. And, you know, of course, your parents are telling you you're rotting your brain and all that stuff. But you're learning good skills. Of course, we were balancing it out, man. We were physically active as hell. And, and that's the other thing, too, man. Like, I mean, I play video games by myself, but I play video games with my friends a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, in the same room, passing controllers off, like that's Street true. Fighter and yeah. shit like that, or, you know, double, you know, basketball games or Madden or whatever. So it was a different thing. You know, it was like, Playing with your friends in the same room is completely different than playing online mm -hmm. with people. It's not the same thing as we're learning from all this virtual living that people are being forced to do right now. But so, yeah, our experience with video games was totally different than what kids are today. I mean, their fucking phone. Imagine just being able to pull your God brain out of your, <laughs> your, God your brain. fucking. <laughs> It'd be like the equivalence of of, of our, uh, our our fucking um, the Game Boy, right? Yep. Like the Game Boy, and you could just download instantly any fucking game, and you're constantly coming out with new games all the time. Like, it's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. That's not what. That's not the world we lived in. You know, if somebody had told me that when I was ten years old going on a family road trip with my Game Boy. And, it, you know, the first Game Boy wasn't even backlit. So you had to have, oh, a, yeah. you had to have a light. I remember the light that came over the top. Yeah. You had to have a light that hooked on the top. And then you had to bring your case full of games, your little cartridges, you know, and you drop oh, yeah. in the crack of the seat. You're like, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, if somebody would have told me that, I'd have been like, that's awesome. That sounds awesome. But I don't know that it is. Yeah. I like the, just, Yeah. It's like everything else, man. Content, it, it's, it's easier to get it out there, but with that comes a lot of shit. 
Like, I don't, you know, things, not everything is as good and it can be harder to find the good stuff. Like, there's so many games out there now that I, I don't even bother. It's so hard for me to keep track of, like, well, what is a good game? Mm-hmm. They're not all good. They're just pumping out games all the time. And I don't want to waste my time on a shitty game. I just don't have enough time to play video games. So that's why I wait like five years and buy used games that were like, oh, okay, I know, man. I, like that game was, they said it was the shit and it's, you know, people still think it's the shit now. So, or, you know, like a good game. Like, uh, what am I playing now? Red Dead Redemption again? Nice. <laughs> I never got into that. I played it a few times at my brother's house. Yeah. It's fun. I just never, I never bought it. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto on a fucking horse, man. Yeah, really. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Super Dude, fun. That's another one where you can just choose, like, hmm, how do I want to feel today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> do I want to just shoot up? everyone up? I know. It's funny. I was playing my brother's character while he was busy working one time. <laughs> and I was just, like, fucking shit up. He's like, Dude, what are you doing? I got to undo. He's like, Here, let me build you your own character. He's like, Yes. Yeah, play this. Because <laughs> it does matter, man. Your yeah. honor yeah. drops, and then people won't talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. you get fucking the posse coming after yeah. you. Yeah. And... I was constantly fucking jacking stagecoaches and shit. <laughs> just causing <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's fun to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was, was uh, I guess Grand Theft Auto. That was probably the game that really introduced me to the fun, uh, to what you're talking about. Where I would sit down and I'd be like, "What mood am I in? Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to try and accomplish something, or do I just want to fuck shit up? Do I want to steal a car and listen to K Jaw and try and get fucking five stars mm-hmm. of police chasing me so I can try and get away from a tank? Yeah, or I can get you could uh, jack the freaking the Apache. They had the Apache helicopter in that you could jack that you could jack a tank every once in a while you had to shoot that motherfucker just right do the little slit in the tank so oh way too many hours on that one but that was another one man people just take for granted that was just a mind-bending game at the time so anyways anyways what uh Did did you see uh Seth is uh we're gonna be having a yeah. jiu-jitsu tournament here in yeah. October. I'm thinking of doing yeah, it. I do I think we should. I think we should. Just and if nothing like, else to just support it. Yeah, exactly. Just support it. that's kind of my thought. Like, man, it's almost like our version of you know basically protesting. You kind know, just of. to prove, like, hey, listen, shit, this you know, things aren't as bad as they say they are. Like we can go have a jiu-jitsu tournament and everybody's gonna be just fucking fine. Right. Like, let's prove to the world that we can do it. You know, that, that's that's more my thought on it. He's like, yeah, that's, I'm glad he's got the balls to do it. Fuck so, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah. If, if the weather permits, like, I'd like to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's always the... Uh, this time of year. This yeah. time of year, man. That's always the caveat because I'm not going to put my life at risk. <laughs> not over the mountains in a snowstorm. No, no. Uh-huh. I've done that uh, one too many times. For stupid reasons. They're all stupid reasons. <laughs> Nothing's worth your fucking life on Bale Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, because that's the first open jujitsu tournament since all this shit hit. Yep. Like, he's been having, like, they've had pro cards and shows and stuff, but as far as, like, hey, man, just come and register, and we're going to build a bracket, and we're going to fucking wrestle, because uh, Pan Am's is supposed to be, like, it's before Pan, so it's going to be the first... Uh, jiu-jitsu tournament mm-hmm. back that's awesome yeah no it, it'd be kind of cool to say we fucking wrestled in it yeah that's right yeah I'm, I'm leaning towards it I, I, I think I'm gonna wait until like the week goes so you got a good idea what the weather's yeah. gonna be like you yep. know and kind of assess it from there like okay yeah dude I'm fucked on the weight classes though cause it's like I'm right in between and the weight classes are like 20 fucking pounds 
yeah. or something like that. So it's like 160 to 180. 180 yeah. I'm 170. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, dude, once in, you know, not me being a black belt, there's not a ton of black belts. So lots of times they just put, it basically just ends up turning into 170 and under. Yeah. You know, and there's no, they had, they, there's no old man division. It's just 170 and under, you know, black belts and then 170 and over, 171 and over. I think it's usually how it's all split up. And it usually ends up being like black and brown. Yeah. Because there's just not as many of us. So, yeah. Yep. It's just, just how it goes when you go to a yeah. local <laughs> tournament. It's all right, man. It's more for the experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make a name for myself. Exactly. I don't think. It's just a good, really, just a good, hard training session. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's really what I mean, it is. A little bit more than that. A little bit, but not, like, not much. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it is a little more mentally stressful situation, and that's, that's one of the reasons it's good to put yourself in it. Right. Like, I'm excited. I want to do it to test the whole Wim Hof breathing shit beforehand. Like, see if it makes a difference doing that, like, half an hour to an hour before I'm supposed to start. <laughs> that's the, the, that's the trick, That's man. the tough part. Yeah. That's the tough part is, is timing that out right. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. So, actually, I don't know if I told you I signed up for the Oxygen Advantage certification. I think you did. Yeah. So, yeah. digging into that. I'm going to do a little CO2 tolerance work and uh, a grumpy guy today. Nice. So, it's kind of the, the cardio. It, it fits right in with the whole thing. It's, it's cardio and it's not easy, but it's not as uh, physically stressful as you know, normal cardio, like doing high intensity intervals. Mm-hmm. So, cause a lot of it's just working on like breath holds. And so the intensity is coming from the breath holds, not just like working hard. And so it, uh, yeah, by manipulating the breathing, you get the cardiovascular effect you're looking for. So it's like I said, I, I, we started doing a class on uh, Thursdays before jujitsu class. So 5.30 we'll do you know, it's like a grumpy guy class. Uh, and then we'll have class from 630 to 730. And so we've been getting, uh, quite a few people, you know, coming in before class and doing it. Nice. And, uh, but yeah, that's what we did last or on Thursday. Everybody seemed to like it. It just goes along well, you know, the isometrics and then do a little, it doesn't take long, you know? So, and then, uh, Ooh, have you noticed your water getting colder in the cold showers? Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to get colder up high. We're getting some snow. You know, it, it took, I'm not going to lie, it took a fair amount of mental fortitude. You know, like Thursday night I got home from work and I was out in the snow and rain most of the day. So it's, you know, chilly outside all day. And I said, nope, still got to do the cold. So <laughs> I cranked that bitch all the way to cold. And I was like, oh, that water's getting colder now. It's yeah, a, little, yeah. a little bit different in summertime. Yeah. It's still not as cold as it's going to get, obviously, but it's, no. it's, it's, Cooling down. It's cooling down. It's cooling down. I know. Sometimes that water's just not really cold at all. It's not. It's not at uh, all. But it, I noticed this week it's changing. How's your ice baths? Are you doing those still? I uh, I still don't have a super good system. Uh oh. No. Oh, thank you. We're off to go see Shiloh. You're off. Yeah. All right. See you, buddy. Bye, Rob. See you, dude. I have fun. I will. Love you. I love There's you. There's bread in your car to give to Angela for Ruth. Okay. Make <laughs> cool. sure he Thank remembers. You. I will remember. I see it. See you guys. So I said, yeah, well, back to, uh, yeah, the water's just not cold enough yet. No. You know, so I, you know, I got that stock tank. I got a nice machine. And so I can fit, 
I'll make uh, like 40, 40 pounds, 40, 45 pounds of ice is what I put in last dude, time. You say like 100. Dude, yeah, you need dude. 100 fucking pounds. I know, dude. And that's like my free, my chest freezer isn't big enough for all the food in there to store 100 pounds of ice. It just sounds impractical to yeah. me. It is. Well, once the water gets colder, it's I get 40 pounds of ice will cool it down enough. But right now, it's just, it's still not, being, after this week, it might be, I might, maybe I'll try it this weekend, see if it gets it cold. But I did it like two weekends ago or whatever, or last, that travel last week, you know, two weekends ago. And I was like, all right, it's been cooler up high in the higher elevations, you know, so let's see if the water cooled down. I didn't put a thermometer in there, but I put my water in there. I climbed in and then dumped 40 pounds of ice on me. And so, you know, in the top, so it, it, initially it's a little cool. But dude, it just melts so fast. Yeah. And it's just like, that. that was a waste of 40 pounds of ice. Yeah. You know, so I got, I got probably 30, 40 pounds of ice in my freezer right now. And maybe I'll try it again this week, see if the water's cooled off enough. But yeah, it just, it seems fucking impractical. Well, they, as soon as they started saying you need 100 pounds of ice, it's like, what the fuck, man? That's how are you going to store 100 pounds of ice? You, and you're going to go to the gas station and buy 100 pounds yeah, of ice every people time? People are. There, dude, I, that's, that's the thing. Like, as I was, there are people who are going out and dropping fucking like, you know, 20 plus dollars a day on ice like, uh, like, or, or more. I don't know fuck hundred pounds of ice costs and, and it adds up. They're trying to do like ice baths on a daily basis. Nah, that's um, yeah, as part of their budget. It's like, dude, I, I got a budget $800 a month for ice. No, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're getting some really great results from it or something, you know, it's like if you're there's obviously a point where it is worth it right but just for me like man just turning the shower cold and just dealing with that if you're gonna be that hardcore about it and want to do it that bad there's gonna be other solutions like some sort of water chiller you know that you can hook up or you know something if you're out like we live out here in the fucking high desert to where the water's so warm yeah, you're going to have to get more advanced. And it's going to be expensive up front, but then you don't have to buy ice all the time. And it's going to be way more convenient. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to go that route, like, you're going to have to, okay, you're going to have to do a little bit of research. Okay, like, I need this sort of filter, this sort of pump, this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, no, okay. listening to, uh, yeah, Chuck McGee was telling me about his setup that he's got. And it's, you know, he's got a, a chest, freezer chest freezer that he's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, sealed up. Yep. And then, you know, then he's got, like, a vinyl bag in there, but he's got to keep, like, some you know, chemicals in there and keep it working so the water doesn't get funky. And I mean, there's, it's a, uh, it's part of the, it's a process. I would, I looked at getting a chest freezer for that purpose yeah. and I may end up doing that, but even finding a chest freezer nowadays, cause everybody went into this prepper mode with this pandemic, yeah. finding a chest freezer is almost impossible right now. Yep. And then they're jacking the prices up. So it's like, all right, let's just wait on that. Just wait, just wait for everything to simmer down and then pick one up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's probably one of the better ways to go because you can, you can just kind of seal up the seams, keep the water in there, keep your peroxide in there, whatever, keep it, yeah. believe me, I read up on all this. And then when yeah. you want to prep, because you don't want to leave it just plugged in and it's going to turn into a big block of ice. Right. So you think, oh, I want to do an ice bath in the morning, plug it in. You could even set it up on a timer. So, hey, it, it, the timer kicks on at 2 a.m., gets it cold for me. So when I wake up, you know, like, yeah, yeah you got to put the, the thought yeah. in it, man. You got to be dedicated to it. You do. So... I just got so many other things going on right now. There's so many I know, dude. It's, it's hard for me to fit in the ice it's, baths. It's fucking tough, dude. There's so much shit to yeah. do. You know, they're uh, in the latest edition of the Outside magazine. You remember that? I'm sure you've yeah. seen that magazine. Yeah. I ended up with a subscription to that because something through work or something, I got a subscription to that for like two bucks. 
Like, I don't get subscriptions to magazines nowadays. Mm-hmm. It seems a little archaic, but I was like, oh, fuck it, two bucks. Yeah. I was like, I'll get a magazine sent to my house. And actually, this month, they had a, uh, I didn't realize, I was just looking at it uh, last night. There's, it says Wim Hof. It said some Wim Hof. I was like, oh, there's an article about Wim Hof in here. But it, it was the same old Wim Hof article to where journalists followed him around. He jumped in the ice cold rivers. The journalist was like, oh, this is great. You know, like there was, they talked about the study he did at the university where they put the virus into him and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, there was nothing new. Was like, <laughs> no. I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool. I was like, okay. I, yeah. I was like, read all this a hundred times. It was not new information. No, it is, is uh, yeah, once you know a story. That's the thing. He's becoming like almost a little cliche in the media. So, which is, and it's good. More people are getting exposed to him. But yeah, like you said, like the original Scott Carney story. Yep. And then it's like, oh, that was the Vice News uh, the Iceman that was what that was about and it's every it, article he reads the same yeah thing. like oh I went to disprove this guy right? I didn't think mm-hmm. that it was real and then I went and did it and yeah. he was meditating on a patch of ice and he got up and it was an imprint you know yeah. indent from where he was sitting and the body he yeah. generated I was like okay yeah it's good man I mean he can do that shit Dude, his certification is like 3500 bucks yeah and you gotta go do like a five day uh, course somewhere to uh, to get it so that'll be if I get it, I'll you know that'll be the last one. I'm, I'm I'm like I know why. Like to be able to say like I teach the Wim Hof method, I totally understand. To put my to attach his name to what I do has value, and like yeah, I can see. But like what he's doing besides chewing on my door, like a dog, <laughs> he's annoying fucking puppy. Uh, you know, what he's doing is not proprietary. Right. You know, even like the XPT certification talks about, you know, the, the power breathing and the fire breath. And, you know, their pregame warm-up is basically the Wim Hof thing. It's like 30 super ventilation breaths, max hold on the exhale, you know, hold on the inhale times three rounds. It's mm-hmm. like... Oh, that sounds just, just like Wim Hof. Fucking just like Wim Hof. And, dude, and the other thing is that it's so readily available. You know, because like, you can just go online. I mean, you got the app. You've got all these videos. So it's like, you know, what is the, besides his name, what's the proprietary thing about what he's doing? And it, it really is none. You know, so like the those breathing methods and stuff are, and he'll even tell you. I, I mean, Wim Hof never claimed to invent these breathing methods. Hmm. Like he learned them and he's used it, but he's the one who's just, use them in a way that's really brought to light in modern society what these things can do. And so, uh, but anyways, my point is like, that's why it's like, if I do it, then it's going to be the last one because it is so fucking expensive. You know, if I'm, if I'm not putting his name, like saying, Oh, James Wilson, Wim Hof teacher, but I can still teach people like, man, this is the basic thing, you know, 30 super ventilation breaths, max hold on the exhale, three to four rounds. You know, like that is basically the Tumo or, or Wim Hof style breathing. So, you know, once you kind of, I've learned that, you know, and, and, and gotten some some uh, education in it from these other sources. So, like I said, it's kind of hard for me to go like, okay, I'm going to go drop 3500 bucks just so I can start using his name. Right. When I can really, I feel confident to teach what the method that he's using. Uh, and, and probably it's like, that's the thing I was telling Kelly. Like, they're not worried about me. They're worried about... Because I'm good. I, I, I coach. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because I, I was like, are you going to tell me that someone's going to be better off just downloading the Wim Hof app and listening to that and following it to him than they would having me kind of show them and explain things a little bit and answer some questions? I don't, I don't think that is the case. But there are certainly people out there that aren't good coaches and don't understand how to, I don't know, can put people in bad situations. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, you don't want people like that. So you do want to kind of discourage the, the that but yeah I'm like man you're they're really better off going online and finding a video I mean there's fucking Wim Hof methods everywhere Te- the teachers are putting out videos so you know hey I can show people the, the same thing it's, it's part of the, the overall thing like that's the thing with the breath work like I still think the Wim Hof method is is great but really it's part of the picture it's better to have part of the picture than none of the picture mm-hmm. but it's still just part of the picture like the other half is like that oxygen advantage the the CO2 tolerance, just, you know, decreasing your, your breathing rate, you know, really focusing on nasal breathing like that, that half of it, uh, is important as well. But so taken together, they're fucking, it's, uh, it's really good. So. On a class note, I'm taking my first uh, defensive handgun tactics class next weekend. Yeah. Well, when this episode comes out. I'll have completed it already because this won't come out for like two weeks because we we just came out with an episode yesterday yeah and we're recording ahead because I'll be gone yeah. next weekend so this but uh, so by the time you guys hear this I'll basically be like a commando a commando I'll be like a Navy SEAL being recorded or recruited by the government for secret <laughs> operations <laughs> maybe not quite that yet maybe not quite maybe that. not but be, in, in my mind that's be more what's like gonna Contra. happen he'll be recruited by foreign governments to. And help overthrow rebels and foreign governments. Very possible. So there you go. And I convinced. Well, so I, you know, I'm doing Tim Kennedy's sheepdog response. Like that's not till May. Yeah. This one I was called Defenders USA. It's here in town, and uh, Nate's gonna do it with me too. Oh, cool. He signed up, did the sheepdog one, and he was uh, didn't sign up for this one yet. He had to kind of scheduling thing and talk to his wife. Uh. And uh, he hit me up yesterday. He's like, I signed up. Now nice. I just got to make sure I have enough ammo. He's like, I can't. Then he's like, I can't find enough ammo. I, I was like, well, go to gunbroker.com. You know, it's like eBay for guns and ammo. Yeah. I was like, you might be able to find some decent prices. I was like, you can definitely find ammo there, but it's going to be expensive. Yeah. But you might be able to find some decent prices. Fuck, so. dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, next week, dude, I'll be Training putting a thousand up. rounds through that gun getting some practice, boy. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's still... Get one, you can show me some shit. Yeah. Let me get one. Like, hold it like this, not like that. <laughs> you gotta hold it sideways like a gangbang. Exactly. That is, that is the approved method. Can I hold my gun like this, Chief? Yes. You makes me feel badass. <laughs> you gotta hold it sideways. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's fucking funny, man. All right. Well, yeah. I know. Gotta fucking get going to go train. Guy here, yeah. yeah. Where are we at here? Gotta go eat some bread. Yep. Let's go eat, train. It's long, and yeah. Long jujitsu day. A long jujitsu day. <clears throat> well, uh, Ken's got his buddy from the Front Range in town, mm-hmm. the the blue belt that he went over there and visited mm-hmm. a few weeks back. So yeah, he was in last night rolling. Of course, he's another giant dude. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask, is he a big gorilla like yeah, Ken? He's a fucking big dude. It's, I can't get away from these guys. <sighs> but man, it is funny. I, uh, I I mentioned this to you before. Because, you know, I got Ken, who's a big dude. Adam, who's even fucking bigger Jesus than Christ, Ken. Man. 
And so and those are the two main guys that I roll with at, at, uh, at jiu-jitsu. Dude, I've gotten so good at smashing <laughs> big guys. And, and there's a fucking art to it, man. And, and just and, uh, last night, twice. I mean, one time I, uh, I got past Callum's guard. Callum's a big kid. Dude, he's... <laughs> He's a giant kid. And, and he moves know, so good. He moves so well. And, you know, and, and I know. I've rolled with him enough to know. Like Cal, he, he has a few levels. He's got yeah. level one where he, he's not feeling threatened at all. Yeah. And he's got level two where he realizes, okay, you know, if this continues this way, right. I might start to get in trouble. And then he's got level three. I'm in trouble. I need to get the fuck out of here. Okay. And you're not stopping. If he, he goes to level, he gets three, level three, he's hard to fucking. Yeah, you're he, not stopping him, dude. He's yeah. 220 pounds. And dude, if he wants I to fucking, move put him back down last night it was hilarious I, I was waiting for it I mean I knew it was coming mm-hmm. and, and I was waiting for the timing I'd gotten around his legs and again I can't explain exactly what I did but just having rolled with those two fucking gorillas so much like I was just anticipating it I mm-hmm. knew it was coming and as soon as he went I just dude I just I don't know I was just in right the right spot and fucking flattened him back down and finished the pass and had him and, and he settled in and I, I was like laughing. I started laughing when he fucking went for it because I knew it was coming. And then he started laughing too because he was like, wow, you know, doesn't hurt to try. Mm-hmm. But I was able to like put him back down and like settle in, which is not easy on that dude, man. It's probably the first time that I think I probably legitimately passed his guard. Yeah. Like when he's, when I know he was like, oh no, I don't want this to happen. Because like I said, it's usually when he goes into phase three, it's, uh, he can create space. You know, it's funny. I will. I phys- or verbally insulted him. Like, so I, I got past his guard the other day and I, and I was trying, dude, trying to hold him down. I was like, Jesus Christ. I, I was like, this is like wrestling a baby hippopotamus. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> he kind of chuckled. He's like, oh yeah, watch. <laughs> and just like fucking stood up like Undertaker. Also, and just, I'll weigh you by 15 pounds too. Yeah. And he just fucking threw me, dude. Yeah. Like, I was like, Jesus fuck. Like, there was no, I knew he, it was yeah. coming, and there was nothing I could have done to stop it. Like, yeah. he is, there's nothing. If he gets the leverage, and that he gets was the, the thing, leverage, like, like, dude. I, it was that one time, I, 99 times out of 100, I wouldn't have the position and the leverage. But it was, it just worked out just right. And, the, and I, get, I thought back, I was like, dude, I know what he's about to do. I could feel, like, Adam trying to sit up on me. And uh, I was, like, just reacted that way and was able to, to, to win that one fucking battle. Of course, he got, you know, out of there and on top eventually so this is in no way like talking trash about Calum it's more like it's like he's one of those dudes that when you do something good you're like oh right on like I'm getting better especially if you know you legitimately got it yeah if he didn't let you get it yeah, dude, he's so fucking good that he's one of those measuring sticks like all right, yeah all right. that was you know he said that to me Uh, we slapped hands he's like oh I didn't get to train with that visiting black belt that was here you know there was a guy from Texas that came in like Mm -hmm. last weekend or something and uh I was like, he's like, oh, I was kind of bummed. I was like, dude, you would have fucked him up. <laughs> you know, Calum was a purple belt. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, yeah, he's fun. He's a good training partner. He was fun to roll with. I, I trained with him. I was like, but I was like, dude, if you wanted to, you would take his lunch, no problem. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. I said, like, I'm not disparaging that black belt. I'm just like, Calum fucked me up. Yeah. You know, oh, he'll, yeah. he'll fuck me. And like, if we really like slap hands when I had it, he's yes. gonna fuck me up ten out of ten times. Yes. Dude, the only reason I was in that position is because yeah. he was in like just kind of phase one with yeah. me because that's yeah. how he likes to roll he, he likes to play because he knows he knows he knows. he knows how good yes. he is and he knows how big yes. he is and so he'll be playful and let you yep. work stuff but yeah. yeah 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 and yeah i'm not i'm not ignorant enough to like to know i i told him i was like yeah did you want to fuck that black belt bro yeah i didn't know he's he uh just kind of chuckled yeah good training partner but it just it was it was 
him and that guy Colby last night too because he's a big dude. And I got on top of him and I had the same thing, man. I could feel him and I knew and I was able to anticipate. And I was like, dude, I'm so glad. Like rolling with those big motherfuckers. Because usually those are the guys you avoid. It's dangerous, dude. It, it can be for sure. Yeah. You know, if, 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 I mean, I'll admit, like if Adam and Ken were part of a, of a large group, right? And I wasn't necessarily their coach or something mm-hmm. like that. And we were just at open mat. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be the first two guys I'm rolling with. No. And again, nothing against them. It's just like the big white Self, belts. Self-preservation. It, yeah, or, or self-preservation. Even just big guys in general are, can be tough to roll with. And so, you know, just being forced into that situation and having to learn to deal with it is like, oh, okay, this is, I'm getting something from this. That, Because, uh, yeah, at first I was like, fuck, I got a gym full of giants. And it's a little like, you know, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's a good opportunity for me here. But... Yeah, you can get uh, get something from everyone. Of course, that's what makes me want to like get them better because the better they are, the better you are, the better yeah. I'm gonna get. And it's like now I'm I'm you know my mount my, my stuff's gotten better because they've gotten better. Like now they can actually get the fuck out of mount and get get out of these positions if I don't do things just right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was funny rolling with big guys. Can be uh, there's benefit to it. There is, man. Yes. There is. You gotta know how to extract the juice. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So and it helps have big guys that know how to roll. Yeah. Not just be fucking goons about it. So, all right, man, Anyways, on that note, let's go train. Let's go train. See you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. A hermit now, boom Doggy stool, foggy cool Got a froggy outside Molly dude Now they're calling Daisy Duke Hanging by the lace of their shoes No trace of the tools Shaped into face, fuck the rules Snooze you lose One eye always open, it times two No clue, but soon a brief monsoon Might give you a view to choose Stay tuned, include, won't conclude To the end is near be where there's consequences But what you 